Hey everyone, I'm Jessica and this is Shyla. We're from Women Get Real. Say hey Shyla. Hi. <laughs> and joining us tonight, we have Michaela from yes. Brave and Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you. You know, um, we love these collaborations mm -hmm. with Brave and Beautiful. You know, we really feel like our heart shares the same passion for women and helping them find their calling and mm -hmm. be released from anything that holds them back. Um, and one of the things that's really been on my heart lately as I've been reading through the Bible is sort of a simple passage of scripture from a child childhood Bible study, uh, story of David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. And it's um, the account of David getting ready to take on Goliath. So I really just wanted to start there as yeah. we focus on our identity in Christ because it really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So it's found in 1 Samuel 17, 38. And it says this, Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a, brown a bronze helmet. David tried to walk in it, but couldn't and refused to wear them. And I have mm -hmm. to tell you, I have read this story so many times. I've read it from so many different perspectives and, and learned so many different lessons from it. But I have to tell you, I had to take pause right here because right. I feel like this really sums up um, a, a lot of the problem that we're facing right now with mm -hmm. identity, trying to be somebody that we're not, trying to walk in somebody's shoes. And when I read that verse um, just a few days ago, it literally leapt off the page and just like resonated in my heart. But it says, mm -hmm. David tried to walk in it, mm -hmm. but he couldn't. And he refused to wear them. So, like, when, yeah. when you hear a scripture like that, and when we kind of break it down, what do you think, like, like how does that speak to your heart? I mean, just knowing, like, all the things that we deal with as women. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely as women. I mean, we are always looking at other people. We're seeing maybe on social media or maybe the friend group that we're with, and we're seeing them be these people. We're like, oh, I could do that, or I could be that. Mm -hmm. And when we try to do what they're doing, what they were called to do, and it's not what we were called to do. It, we're putting on somebody else's armor. Exactly. And that's not meant for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I even look at it too of like even we're putting on pieces of their armor. Maybe it's yeah. not the whole thing. Maybe right. we're not trying to adopt their entire identity, but we're trying to steal little things. Maybe it's trying to copy their ambition or copying uh, the way they look or copying their lifestyle, but not in a positive way. I think it's important to like have those role models where it's like, I want to model after what they've exactly. done and they've paved the way. But um, little by little, I think that's how the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy our own God-given identity is, you know, maybe if you just change this little thing over here or aren't you confused about your gender over here and so um it goes to show in this scripture that you know and we're going to talk about this later is that god has called us and made us uniquely and the enemy doesn't want you to think that you're special. He doesn't want to think that you're set apart and chosen. And so we look at our armor and we're just like, I don't care for it. I want something different. It's not yeah. enough, you know? And I think that's, you touched on a really great point is that we don't always love the armor that we've been given. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to replace it with somebody else's, not realizing that we were created on purpose with a purpose right. and that only we can wear our armor properly. Right. We're the only ones who can fulfill the, the destiny that God has called for us. And so often I think we toss it aside saying, well, I really like that. Their, their armor shinier. Um, oh, mm -hmm. wow. Their armor has gems in it. Oh, right. their armor has, um, you know, you know, has, um, so many followers on, right. yeah. <laughs> on a social media. And I think that, you know, we can get caught up in that. But at the end of the day, when we realize that our identity is, is based off of our father mm. and how he designed us, that it really, um, 
it really changes our, I guess, our appreciation of what we've been called to do. Right. And that's why I love David here too, because he knew, he knew his strengths. He mm -hmm. knew he was a shepherd boy. He knew he could use a rock and a slingshot. Yeah. He didn't need that armor. And mm -hmm. I think when he's like, I refuse to wear this, yes. that's where we need to be. We're mm -hmm. like, we have different yeah. strengths than these other women. Like, that's right. We might pick and choose certain things that we want to emulate, but that's not our armor. That's right. not our strengths. We mm -hmm. need to go back to what our strengths are and yeah, refuse totally. to wear theirs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think what's also noteworthy here is that Saul was a man. Mm -hmm. Saul was already, you know, older in age. He had a different body stature. Right. He had already been through war. Yeah. Where David, yes, he had some victories, you know, defeating the lion and the bear as he defended the sheep, but he has not he had not lived through the same amount of things that Saul had. He had different muscle build. He mm -hmm. had already, you know, his, his physique was different. Right. David was a boy. So, so often we're so quick to put on armor that we haven't grown into yet as well. And in the end, if it doesn't fit, we can't walk in it. We look ridiculous. Like, um, I remember when I, my daughter was younger, she always used to put my heels around yeah. the house and Aww. her, she would like walk around and, you know, she would kind of stumble a little bit, but she so wanted to wear her mother's shoes. And that's right. a great role model to aspire to. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, she could never go out yeah. in public like that. She wouldn't be able to walk her walk. Right. And so That's I good. think there's um, a growth and an age factor that we have to consider um, mm -hmm. when we're not always ready to put on that armor because I can you imagine David, you know, a boy wearing um, this big armor and it was uncomfortable. He It, it says um, he could not, he tried to walk in right. it, but he couldn't because right. it was too big. It was cumbersome. It was too heavy. Mm -hmm. And to try and take on somebody else's calling or lifestyle right. when you're not ready, it's going to just feel awkward. You're going to be walking around. You're going to be tripping. You're going to be stumbling and you're certainly not going to be effective to do what you're called to do at this size. Now, we know David later on mm. grew to be great, quite a, a warrior. Right. He grew to be a man. He was the king. And I'm sure Saul's armor, I mean, may or may not fit exactly, but at least he was able to carry then his own armor at that mm. point. That was his. That was what he developed and grew into. And I think that, so we're so quick to want it so early, yep. but what I love about David is he recognized that he wasn't mm. ready, mm. Um, that he it wasn't his and he so didn't cool. want it. Yeah. So yeah, I can relate to the story in a sense too of like, I'm a dancer and I've danced my entire life. And so um, I love the performance aspect of dancing, yeah. you know, training's fun, but who really wants to be at a ballet yeah, bar? Let's sure. be honest, you know, and it's, it's really gruesome actually when you like really get into the details of like hard ballet. And there's this really cool picture going around where I don't know if you've seen it, but it is a woman up on point mm -hmm. and she's a ballerina. And at the very top of her point, you see her beautiful point point shoe. You know, you see her foot is per perfectly turned out. And then her other foot is a one with no ballet shoe on. And you see the bandages, you see the bruises, you see all of the mm -hmm. blisters that she had to endure in order to get yeah. to that beautiful point. And so it's just kind of a really cool picture for me as a dancer, because it's like, you have no idea what it takes in order to even be ready for the performance okay. and even to be trained enough and strengthened enough to get out on there and do the turns and fuetes and leaps without falling and without uh, completely collapsing. And so um, I look at this and even say like, you know, David had to be trained my bo mind, body, and spirit before he even put on the exterior armor. Mm -hmm. And it takes time to really just like 
deepen your spiritual roots, get your heart in the right place, get your mind in the right place. And so, you know, a lot of times with women in this comparison trap, we are comparing our chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. And so we have to just say, no, I got to get my mind right. I got to get my soul right. I got to get my spirit right. I got to equip myself and train myself for battle so that when the battle comes, I'm ready. And I just got to put on that armor of God. That's right. Just like you with the ballet point shoes, like mm-hmm. the little girls that are looking up to you and saying, I want those point shoes. Mm-hmm. You have to get there. You have yes. to train and you have to work those feet. I mean, my daughter and your daughter both did oh, ballet also. Yes. Know that oh, yeah. You can't just be four years old and be like, oh, I'm putting my point shoes on. Totally. You've got to work to that. Oh, yeah. yes. And I mean, time and time again, like... I, right now, if you told me that I had to get out on a dance floor, I'd be like, oh my God, like, let me stretch for five years. And so it goes to show though, that like, even my 12 years of training, you know, prepared me for a performance like at Miss America, but then we can go through times where we haven't trained and you got to retrain those muscles again. The same thing is getting back into the word. We're always going to have our time where we shift away. And, um, you know, even it, it, it can relate to biblical stories. We have to have our time where we just come back and say, God, how are you retraining? me for this battle so that's right and the other thing i do want to mention too is that david still took the victory Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like it doesn't mean i'm not ready so i don't have victories god has assignments for us at every stage of our life right so um this was david's assignment Mm -hmm. there it was nobody else's this was definitely assigned to david but he didn't try and do it in the way that saul would do it he didn't try and do it in the way his brothers would do it he didn't try and do it any other way that the israelite army did it he Mm -hmm. went he picked five stones he picked them up he saw the the weakness in in him and all of Goliath's armor. He saw the weakness in in the forehead. He went right for the forehead because he was directed by the Lord and he was able to fill his assignment. But he was able to fill his assignment because he did it as David. He didn't do it as anybody else. And so we can look to other people and say, wow, look at all the great things that they're doing. But then if we do that, then Mm -hmm. we may very miss the very thing that God has called us to do in this moment. So, so so important to, to kind of keep this all in context. And, you know, we've said identity is so important. And you mm-hmm. kind of touched on a couple of things early on about how the enemy is trying to steal our identities, trying to t- pervert our, our identities, trying mm-hmm. to tell us to behave a certain way, to act a certain way, to love a certain way. And it can be really confusing. But mm-hmm. when we read the scripture, um, I want to jump ahead to Psalm 139, verse 13. And it reads this way. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All Mm. the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And I think we need to pull away from that, that we were not made accidentally. We were not made with error. We were not made by chance. We were made rather on purpose with a purpose. And so I think when we take that in and we really fully, like we don't just read the scripture, but we like, we allow it to resonate in our spirit. It changes our whole perspective. What do you guys right. think about that? Right. I always think too, like mm-hmm. when we're knit together, like if you have a one of a kind piece that's mm-hmm. knit together mm-hmm. by hand, everybody's going to be different. Yeah. So yeah. you can't, you're not going to be exactly like someone else because God knit you this way mm-hmm. and he knit you this way and he knit you this way. So I can't try to be you. I can't right. try to be you because God made me this way. And totally. I always love like the picture of the knitting and how he made me different right. than how he made you. So good. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I think a lot of times we forget that God took time on yes. us. You yes. know, we just yeah. think that we just happen to appear and yeah. be here. And it's like God literally said that his thoughts toward us outnumber the grains of sand on a beach. Mm. You know, just think, I mean, I live in Florida. If I think all of the oh sand goodness. on the beach, yet that like the Lord thinks more about me. And so, you know, the enemy right now, there really is an identity crisis, especially in my generation and, and yes. lower in my sister's generation. And, um, I just did a podcast on this about how the enemy is um he he's an enemy of confusion. He wants to come and confuse people before he completely destroys them. And so when you erase, you know, a pencil on a sheet of paper, you take the eraser and right before it's completely erased, it's blurred out. And so that's what he's trying to do with identity. He's trying to not completely erase the truth all at once. He's trying to just make it a little fuzzy at first right. and say, "Don't you want to like double check that? Are you sure you think that you're a woman of God? Are you sure you think you're confident? Let me just make things a little confusing for you to really start doubting how God made you. And so that's why we need to go back to these Psalms and say, no, God took time on me. I am a woman of God. There are two genders. Sorry, we're just going to go there. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, God didn't do these things on accident. And so that's where like, I just know that like my, the voices in my generation, I'm just, I'm in that point of life where like, we got to get a little stronger and we got to get a little louder because the confusing voices right now are so so loud right. and they're trying to get my generation early on in their age and they're coming in forms of TikTok. They're coming in forms of Instagram reels where they're doing this comparison of, well, maybe you're bi, maybe you're um, gay, maybe you're lesbian. If you have ever looked at a woman this way and that's how they're coming to confuse and sorry, but yeah, that's just the truth, you that's know? Right. And so that's why you have to literally take these Psalms and not just say that they're like some scripture on a white sheet of paper in the mm-hmm. Bible, but they are weapons against an yes. identity crisis. Yeah. This, you know, I, so I, agree. Yeah. I just think as women, especially like we really are being attacked. We're being attacked in the beauty that God has given us right here, that we were made on purpose and he took so much time on us. And I mean, that to me is just like the God of the universe literally created me in my mother's womb. Like, just right. look at that, you know, like how beautiful. And you, you know, when I loved you said, um, you know, we're a one of a kind, think about like art, right? Yeah. Or, or a, a couture dress that's mm-hmm. one of a kind. Think about the value oh, yeah. that is put on something that's not just manufactured over and over again, right? You can chop off the rack, right? And you can get yeah. in every color and every size, but right. Mm-hmm. But you know, like a one of a kind dress or a one of a kind piece of artwork, the value is so high. And yet we dismiss our, our uniqueness that we mm-hmm. are made yeah. one of a kind. We are made like unique. Uniquely, we are made with intentionality. We are made like the DNA, the science behind it is beautiful. How God created us to be so different, to carry so much. I mean, I look at my own kids, right? And I see that there's so much difference even in them. I've raised them similarly, obviously. um, But I see their different personalities and their different uniqueness and the way they look at life, the way they enjoy life, the way they love life, the way they love people. Mm. And it would be such a shame, like, as a mother, if I looked at them and they were trying to be like each other or they were trying to be like this mold. And I think that's how our Heavenly Father looks at us. He's so sad when he says, but I made you so special. Why are you trying to be Mm -hmm. something that you weren't created to be? I created you because I love what I made. Like, Mm -hmm. just like when he created the, the, you know, the creation, he said he looked at it and it was good. But on our, on the day he created, it was very good. Mm -hmm. He was pleased with our design. He knew. And it's so... It's like so disheartening to me to know that so many people are trying to throw off all the beauty that God put so that they could look exactly like that. So they're just another off the rack piece of clothing as opposed to a one of a kind. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're like custom made. You know, when you think of when I can custom make something, that is Mm -hmm. literally what God did to us. And um, it's kind of going back from our conversation that we had earlier today too, of like, it's really not about us. And we make so much of these scenarios about ourselves. And when I think about, you know, even when we struggle and not to, you know, dismiss the intense struggle that come with body image and come with self-doubt and not being confident. Um, But a lot of those can actually stem from making it about ourselves, you know, like, Some of the happiest people I know that are actually so confident in how God created them, whether they got too skinny of legs, too big of a butt, too, you know, raggedy of hair. Like they actually are just like, well, this is how God made me. That's You know, they literally just go back to like, well, this is literally like. That's more beautiful. Yeah. And and that's the thing. We just live in, I like to say, a Kardashian culture where it's like, you know, if you don't touch up, if you don't alter if you don't even in the slightest way you know you know i don't know clear out your pores or whatever it is (laughs) like you know then you not you're not considered beautiful in the culture so you know what's also interesting so many you know we know you guys are from florida Mm -hmm. right your family's up here right now we've been Mm -hmm. having this great weekend together and your climate and your topography is very different right and now we're up in vermont Mm -hmm. and we are mountains and we are snow covered right now and we have pine trees and it's just different but one's not more beautiful than the other right like i love the beach and i love the palm trees but i also love the you know the the pine trees and the winding trails and the forest so and, and the ponds and all that. It is literally life. a dream up here. But yeah. Yet, <laughs> but yeah. And God made them all, but he made them all mm-hmm. for us to enjoy. And it's mm-hmm. the same way with, with each of us. There's different qualities that are just beautiful. And what we think sometimes is like our, oh, I wish, you know, it was just like everybody else's feature on our body is like the one thing that people probably see in you and admire and love like oh my goodness like mm-hmm. I just love your hair like it's curly or it's straight or it's whatever it's <laughs> totally. blonde or it's black or what you know it doesn't make a difference it's like the beauty is in mm-hmm. the difference yeah. and that's what I mean nobody wants everybody to, to look all the same and act all the same how boring life would be right how absolutely boring yeah someone exactly like me right exactly imagine if no but like literally no lie like imagine if you like you just hung around with people who looked like you and acted like you no no i mean i mean you're you're awesome and i don't you're completely awesome that's not what i'm trying to say but i'm just saying like if there was just like an army of you you would be bored right so then why right we would because it would there's no interest there's no depth there's no variation and i just think that you know why are we then trying to all look and act and behave a certain way like we just need to embrace like what god gave us and totally it is it is a strategy of the enemy for sure aimed and i know men struggle with this so i'm not trying to discount that men i'm yeah. sure but i text us harder i was just yeah. gonna say yeah. i feel like okay and this is just my like that he gets men like in power and position yes. and again and he attacks women that way too but i just feel like it's all about like um you know our our appearance yeah. and our you know our worth and all of those types mm-hmm. of issues i totally. feel like that's really where the enemy comes and it takes time to really understand like this is how god made me and i find it beautiful and i'm excited about this you know like this is my skin like i'm gonna own it you know i have um this is kind of funny but i have this vein in the middle of my forehead you probably can see <laughs> yeah, it right now yeah <laughs> oh no you can see it it's in my wedding photos it says i'm when i was miss florida i mean i was so self-conscious for the longest time about this v vein in the middle of my forehead and i would literally face tune the crap out of it every single picture oh because it would just be that like one thing on my face and i'm like i just have to get this away and then i'll feel like i'm pretty and finally i'm like why am i doing this god right. gave me this beautiful vein that has blood flowing through 
through it. It's, it's, blood, <laughs> it's right. funny because my friends that know me, they're like, hey, your veins sticking out. But I say those things only because it has now taken 23 years mm-hmm. for me to realize this is my face. God's given yeah. me this. No matter if it's my wedding, no matter whatever it is, right. like mm-hmm. I get to enjoy these little features. And so, yeah, just any woman that's listening to this, like it is going to take time and that is okay. You have to give yourself grace. And yeah, we, we struggle with insecurities daily, but just realize like when you find that there's beauty in your insecurities, there's beauty in the ways that God made you on purpose, then there's just like this release and freedom yeah. that I, I don't have to micromanage. As, as I know. Yeah. I wish when I was there, I would be like, you know mm-hmm. what? This, this is me. This is who God made me. Mm-hmm. And I wish mm-hmm. I didn't have those insecurities. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we come kind of to a close question for yes. you, ready? Yes. What would you tell 13 year old Shyla? That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you exactly the way you are and you need to love yourself. Okay. What would you tell 13-year-old Michaela? Ooh. I would say comparison kills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And I would just say that if you live a life in comparison, that you're going to miss out on the beauty of what God's doing yeah. around you. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Jessica? I would just say keep your eyes like center-focused on God. Mm. And don't care about what anybody else is doing. Like, I love it. Just That's don't great. care what anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So, well, ladies, oh my yes, goodness, this, this was so fun. great. Yeah, oh, thank you, like, Jessica. I can talk with you all day. <laughs> we can dig into every issue, but I think this yeah. was great. I really so feel like, you know, this is an area the enemy wants to gain, ga- uh, gain ground on, but, you know, mm-hmm. we have to just defend it and say, nope, the Lord is going to take this piece. So, Amen. all right, well, thank, thank you. you so much. It was great having you. We'll yes. have to, we'll connect again soon. Totally. All right, bye bye.